track number two of the podcast. <laughs> Are we good? We're good? Yeah. Yay, we're recording data? Yep. Well, nowadays, recording data, super straightforward, because somebody thought about it a lot and made it easy. But in the past, that <laughs> was not the dumpstep. so... Yeah, so uh, we haven't been to the past in a while. It's been a long time since it's been a long time ago. And I think we should get back to it. And I think I liked our sort of underlying theme of uh, trying to make a podcast in the past. Yeah. Um, so I think s- next in the list of things we're going to need is data. Talent. Story. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. No, uh, sorry, I'm feeling punchy today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, data storage? Like, I, 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 I think it's a good topic. And I don't know if we're going to get to the level where we could, like, store audio data, but the part of the thing that's big about the past is that we're, we have holes in our knowledge because data was not stored in robust enough ways. And also, like, couldn't be distributed all that much. Mm-hmm. When it you say data, what are you referring to exactly in the past? Data. Past data. I don't know. Any kind of data. It could be like books. Well, I mean, that's okay. Books are a kind of data storage. Mm-hmm. It's information of any kind. It could be uh, like financial information. It could be historical information. So we start with like. I guess a better question. Carving in rocks. Yeah. Is, is what format do you want this? So what you Any do is, format. That's, that's what we got to talk about. Is, okay. is, is there, could we come up with a better way? So like. We're at the year zero. You've got basically you can you can carve stuff into rocks. You can like paint stuff on stuff. I guess I don't know. You like, can poke what, things. What, <laughs> what, what this? Yeah, I mean, work, the, work with me here. Yeah, like, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the the most conventional way to to really retain data for the longest amount of time would be to take its head and put it in a cave, and then. In the future, <laughs> when you find Data's head, then all you need to do is reattach oh, him to the body. body. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So that, that was that. That took a while for me to figure where you're going with that. But um, <laughs> the look that I, Abby is giving me, <laughs> if looks could hurt, they do. It, it probably wouldn't kill. It would just be you'd be mildly maimed. So okay. So basically the. The con- there was actually a Mythbusters at one point, getting back to our also old trends, mm. where I believe they were talking about turning a clay disc while an earthquake was going on. Oh no! I, th- I thought that no, they were. I thought they were recording audio by like. By, oh yeah, was they were screaming brushing, it, yeah. brushed against it, and they were like screaming at it to see. That's if they true. Could play it was it a back. pot because they found pots that had different um, scratched weird. lines in them, and they thought that they were recorded voices. Mm. Yeah. I, so that's okay. We're jumping ahead of ourselves, though. I think like step one is recording. Medium. What is it? your medium? Could be stone. It could be metal. It could be 
something that isn't stone or metal that I haven't thought of. And also whether we want to record like just words or numbers or parchment mm-hmm. paper. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean like at the time, vegetable, animal, mineral, there was a lot there. Okay. So I yeah. think if you were writing stuff down in ancient Rome, it was like you had a tablet and you'd like scratch into the tablet, like a wax tablet and you'd like scrape into it as like your notepad. But okay. that's, so that's like short term data storage. I mean the, the Roman artifacts we have, that have retained information nowadays are mostly stone. Yeah. Stone is definitely the medium that will give you the longest longevity, but you can't really like, it's a really, really slow encoding process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if, if you're a stoner back in the day, <laughs> whose job it is to record all this information on a, on a rock, it's, <laughs> it's time consuming. It's probably pretty taxing because you need to know you have to have a lot of, it's basically a weird cross between manual labor and intellectual labor. Yeah, because you, you, you need to be able to read and write, but yeah. you also need to be able to just sit there with a hammer all day. Yeah. 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 So, like, copying with paper or copying, like, with ink is faster, but you need to be able to make paper. So, and save and retain, pa- like, paper, ha- you have to pre- prevent paper from disintegrating. Yeah. yeah. It have save to be the store. Paper, you can write on, like, animal hide and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, there's, vellum. Yeah. Vellum yeah. is one yeah. of them. Um, yeah. So you could do, you could brand uh, animal hide, like, tattoo it. That would be really labor intensive, though. Because so we're, we're we're going for mm-hmm. okay. Let's say for for the for the for the context of this episode, let's say we're trying to record text data, like we're we're going to write a script for our podcast. Oh, okay. Which we never do for this podcast, but in the past, perhaps we would write a podcast with a script, and we want to record that data, and oh no, and I, read it back no, today. I, I want I want an ancient Roman blog. I, I want to like. Oh my god! I want. I want to spread. We we need to spread. We're, we're we're becoming god kings in the past, right? So we need to spread the gospel of of how do you engineer? Okay. So sure. Like car- but, carving it in stone is good for longevity, but it has really really low encoding speed. I like. The, so that's the second question: is do you want to record it for the current time? In the year zero, like for it to be read and and distributed, or do you want to record it in time so that we can read it now? Both. Oh, I don't know. Like either, because I feel like those are two different challenges. If you want to distribute something, you can't like encode it on seven ton rocks. No. If you want to encode something to have it last forever, that is potentially <coughs> something you could do. Or if, if arguments like not rocks, but like pieces of copper or like uh, the 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 thing with the stuff, metal, metalist stuff. What? My brain just stopped. Um, <laughs> cast iron. I, okay. Yeah. We're, 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 appro- we're into the iron age. So you could like, you could make iron problem with iron is it rusts. So I think mm-hmm. like iron is iron's a bad medium. That's the, thing, the reason why people used parchment and vellum is because it's light. You can give it to a guy on a horse yeah. and, and it gets brought throughout the land. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that distribution at this point is probably the big thing rather than I think recording for longevity would be a different question. Yeah, exactly. Because the big one, like the, so the big one in history is the printing press, like movable type. Um, so maybe we should try and engineer a printing press. Because sure. that's like, then, then, then you can mass produce, um, document, like documents, which is the big thing. You don't need a scribe. Cause the, even, even writing on paper, when you have a scribe do it is doing it is still a pretty like heavy duty encoding time. And we're talking about, um, cause the, the advantage of the printing press was not that you could print 
it was that you could print mechanically. Like it was, it wasn't like, oh my goodness, we can write things down. It was like we can create a machine that basically rep- automates the process of creating print. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and then you can produce lots of copies of it very exactly, quick. Exactly. Exactly. So the, no errors. So the 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 question is, do we want to focus on information over time, or information over space, or information distributed in terms of like multitude? Let's say. For now, we want to spread our this information as with as high fidelity as possible over as great a distance as fast as possible. Okay, so we like, could use like coconut laden swallows and stuff like that. Like you can, yes. Okay, if if, mm-hmm. if coconuts are what you're in, inscribing data onto. Okay, like I, no, I mean, I mean, like the point is, we're trying to get information out. Yeah, we're trying to make like the world's first newspaper. Or okay. the world's first zine. We're totally making a zine. Oh my god! Because <laughs> um, yeah, like that—that that was the big. So, and, and we're talking about written. We're not going to make like a radio or something. Okay. Well, for now, let's let's yeah. let's stick to. We are recording because I, I would like this to be something that you could yeah. put away and take out later and use to re- like as a reference. So then, yeah, a zine. Yeah. Yeah. Low no, low page count. Something that's light that you can carry around in your pocket. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can that you can make a reasonable number of copies of, not like a newspaper, but not like you're going to make a birthday card for your mom. Something in between. Yeah, it's 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 information interchange. We're 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 gonna write down all of our great thoughts and yeah. then we're gonna print it and then no, we're gonna a give zine it to is a perfect example around. because it's low volume and it's light and portable and typically has some kind of manifesto. So yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. So what, where do we start? What, what's, what's our first challenge for, if we're, if we're going to make a zine, understand your audience. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're, no, we're trying, we're trying to build an audience. We're, we're, uh, we're proselytizing. We're trying to, we're we're trying to to, to build personas. (laughs) (laughs) No, if we are, yeah, from a purely creative, like, let's assume that we have we have a, the text. We know what we're going to write. We're, we're, we just we, want to write it. We're, we're forming a government. We need to make propaganda. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Because that's that's like now now we want so, we want to make our own. Like, okay. So getting back to our original uh, tack. Yep. We need a medium. We need a some kind of material that we're going to inscribe onto, and that material needs to be light since we're <laughs> looking for distribution. And relatively easy to find since we want to make more than one copy. And it's got to be of a fairly consistent size. Yes. Like if we're going to automate the process of, of recording onto it, like vellum is great as like it's easy to come by in terms of like you can skin an animal and you can get this layer of whatever skin out of it. But it is going to be limited by you have to find an animal of a correct size to fit into your printing press. So can you do something like have somebody create the traditional tablet using stone like carve out the like what you would like to say on a piece of stone and then just use that as like a positive in some kind of like copper press that you want to do like a like a wood cutting kind of thing like yeah so it's a a sheet of copper flattened copper comes in and it goes like and it basically embeds using the stone the characters into the copper which is relatively ductile and then it at the same time cuts either side and the top and bottom to, to a certain shape or have the because the problem with stone is that you can't necessarily carve you can carve high fidelity if you're really good into like marble and stuff like that but mm-hmm. you get you have a lower limit on text size 
you're not going to carve into stone anything below like size 120 font yeah Mm -hmm. and so if you if you have a lot to say it's going to become very large so depending on how much we want to say stone as our our template is difficult yeah i and i i think we want to probably stick with like putting ink onto something because oh. trying to punch things into metal is going to wear down your your form pretty quick can you mm. etch it could you paint or write and then create some kind of etching where you basically expose it to like sunlight and it where the ink has been written it retains that particular like oxidize something mm. and where it isn't oxidized you end up with text that'd be really slow it would be slow Something like that, like I mean, something like etching an, or oxidizing. And etching, but manually. Like you don't need no, to. etching I mean in terms of like you put a material onto something and then you eat away the material that you don't want and you're mm. left with the material you do Does want. Does anyone know how lithographs work? No. no. Okay, because I, like, I think it's along the lines of like you have a stone and you put like wax or like something hydrophobic on it and then you basically just like you put ink onto it and the ink goes onto the part of the stone that's not hydrophobic. And then you basically just drop the paper onto it and the paper soaks up the ink. Mm. And that would use like, I I don't actually know how that process works really well, but that would be relatively low, like relatively easy to set up. Mm -hmm. Like you create, you need something, you need, you need something hydrophobic. Like you need something or need something that's, uh, Yeah. That the, the ink will pull away from and then you like coat parts of the, of the base whether it's like wood or stone or something and with that and then when you pour the ink on the places that aren't covered give yeah you your letters it's, it's exactly what what i was suggesting you take a piece of stone and you draw with oil fat or wax yeah and then it's treated with a mixture of acid and gum to etch portions of stone that you don't want and you end up with what you do want Oh, okay. Mm. So, but you're saying that you're etching it out so that you're etching away. This isn't, you're not distributing the stone. You're using then that as, that as a thing that you use to print onto something else. When the stone is subsequently moistened, the etched areas retain water and the other areas don't retain water. So you end up with a place where ink can be transferred to a piece of paper. So you first, you etch it. Yeah. And then you put water on it and the water sticks only to the places where the original drawing was. And then if basically if I don't know what that has to do with oh oil based ink. Okay. So you put oil based ink on and that's repelled by the water. So you end up with a piece of stone that has water and oil based ink on it. Oh, and And then you put a sheet of paper on top and the ink is where the ink is and the water is where the water is and the water evaporates. You end up with the ink. Oh, I like that. Mm. I think that would be a good system. I feel like we cheated by checking the internet though. Yeah. But at the same time, we would just would have been like, nope, and then moved on. So <laughs> we did, we did, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we were on the right track with etching. Like, I, I think we were on the right track. We just didn't, I wouldn't have thought of using water as a way to repel ink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay. If you were to, along the lines of what I was thinking, though, if you were to etch it with acid and have like sort of like peaks and valleys on the stone, you could potentially get to a point where if you were to scrape off the layer of ink it would stay in the valleys or something like you could probably do something similar but it's not going to work nearly as You'd well like squeegee it on could we uh the aquaphobic uh, approach is neat i yeah. like that mm-hmm. i wonder if you could you like silk screen it maybe that was my other i was about to say the other thing is you can silk screen it yeah were you gonna say something oh uh when we we're talking <laughs> about etching before i was actually thinking of like rubbings is what i was thinking of mm. um, oh so if we make all the 
you know, words in the stone high and low. All you have to do is lay a sheet of paper and then rub like, I don't know, charcoal on it just everywhere. Yeah. And it'll only pick up. Okay. I mean, it's not going to be as neat and clean looking, but it's still going to get everything. And it's, you're not going to have to, there's no downtime really. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, that would be interesting. I think you can, and I think with rubbings, you can actually do, you can do a fair bit of detail if it's, uh, like if the letters are recessed, it becomes like, if we're doing charcoal, it'd be white text on a black background. Uh, like, like, cause you'd basically, you'd recess the letters into your, you carve the letters into, in positive relief into the stone and then you lay like you see you see it when people go to like you go to a, you go to a gravesite or something and you put a sheet of paper over a gravestone and you do a rubbing on that you end up with white text on a black background essentially mm-hmm. would that you could that would probably be high enough fidelity that you could write it would be up to pretty big text though mm-hmm. um, um depending on how clean the text is you can reverse it too i just don't know how my dad used to do rubbings for decades for carvings like ancient carvings your dad does all kinds of crazy stuff yeah, he's got bees yeah. does rubbings man okay so he, he sold them but I, I don't know how he did the reverse but he would do rubbings and then on cloth and yeah. then get them transferred to paper but i don't know how it was done well okay then actually what you hmm, like you could do that in terms of like set, essentially setting up silk screening where you like you rub you rub on something hydrophobic onto the cloth mm-hmm. and then when then when you squeegee ink over it the ink soaks through at the points that aren't aren't treated with that i really like the idea of it being on cloth because that's super light and super portable you can just shove it in your pocket and it is easier well okay how fine can we make cloth? Can we make a sewing mm-hmm. machine like a, like you embroider it yeah <laughs> okay um that'd take a long time yeah uh yeah, I, th- I think that would be like that's basically like tapestry making. That's going to mm-hmm. be pretty slow. Fair enough. Okay, we need some pretty skilled workers. So you want to you want to die? I think I think we were on the right track. I, I, like with, silk screening is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So you stretch a piece of piece of cloth, and then you apply different uh, sheets that have holes in them. And then, you, and then you rub the paint over. I think that's what it basically does. Yeah. Well, you or you, you you treat it with. Uh, the screen, they're screens. Yeah, and then you, then you, like you block off parts of it with with tighter mesh, like with something that is tight enough that it doesn't flow through. So we'd mm-hmm. have to make a mesh each time we change our zine, and we'd have to make multiple meshes. Well, and... no, you'd, you'd have you'd have a single me- like you'd have a mesh. Yeah, and then you would take like you'd, you'd layer, put a layer of like a treated like uh, something like silk, like that, hence silk screening, and then you'd cut out like the words in it. In, mm. in the shapes of the word, like cut out the letters in the shapes of the words you want. And then you'd like, then you put it down and you rub ink over it and the ink goes through the holes where the words are. So that like, also I, seems super time consuming and also well, to have a, a pretty. Is it any more time consuming than, than like etching uh, a, a, a negative or etching a positive yeah, into stone? The could ideal you, solution. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, could you do the opposite of instead of cutting out holes in the silk, having all the letters already pre cut out and then just arranging them in the sentences that you want? Oh, man, that would do, that'd be so zine like, too, because it's like, you know, how you like you just kind of cut out. Uh, this is magazine this, clippings. This, yeah, so this is specifically I don't know if all of our audience will get this, but you cut out chunks of magazines. You make like a ransom letter looking thing and then you photocopy it. That mm-hmm. is totally zine. Um <laughs> Okay, no, I think that might actually work. Like, you, you, you basically, you have two layers of mesh, right? And you have the letters, and you basically lay the letters out on the first layer of mesh, and you sandwich it with the second layer of mesh. Mm-hmm. And then you 
press that down really hard onto the piece of paper. And so you've got two layers of mesh with our letters held in between them. And then you're just sort of like playing with like cut out letters. Oh, uh, I see. Mm-hmm. And you, as long as the letters are hydrophobic and they're held right up against the paper, they should uh, prevent the ink from coming through the mesh onto the paper. So the letters are made of, yeah, the letters are made of like some kind of flat material yeah, that's you, hydrophobic. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can make it out of wax treated paper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. wax yeah. paper, you can make it out of anything. I like that. That's kind of cool. Again, you're going to end up with white text on a, on a colored background, but mm-hmm. that's fine. And also you're going to end up with, again, pretty large type, large, but that's yeah, still fine. Bubbly letters. Um, well, okay. Then the other question then is if we're going to end up with fairly large things, is it worth coming up with a new alphabet? Yeah, but at the same time, it does it really matter? Like how, how many words do we really want to... I, if it's propaganda, it's more like a... I don't know why Rudolph said that. Propaganda. Way. Yeah. <laughs> propaganda. Propaganda. I think it's because of the, the band Propagandi. <laughs> okay, um, all right. If you, I'll buy that. If you want to, um, if you're ever going for propaganda, <laughs> fuck, I can't say it properly. <laughs> Pro- propaganda. Propaganda. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have to think really hard about that. Um, then you're gonna essentially want a poster more than a zine. I know I'm changing the problem now we're, to make we're, it easier we're, for we're, us to we're solve. Making, we're making flyers. <laughs> I I think you could still you could get pretty small if they're re, if they're reasonably rigid like wax paper. You cut it out if it was flat. They're they're fairly. You could get something fairly rigid. You deal with like a slightly heavier paper. You treat it with wax. You could punch out. Um, I mean, if you made metal punches, you could punch out fairly tiny letters. I don't know what, what the fidelity would be like. Um, like that would that would that would be what would require some experimentation. Because mm-hmm. the other the other thing you could do is if you're worried about fidelity, is you could get rid of the bottom mesh and essentially just like stick the letters to the underside of the top mesh, mm-hmm. um, and so they'd sit right up against the paper. But then you get less of a movable type kind of solution. I I, I kind of I I like this. I think you could make it work if the bottom mesh is like fine enough that it doesn't like nothing wicks underneath it. So you glue mm-hmm. them to the top mesh. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, and you, actually you could probably get away with doing it with just like you lay it down, you lay the mesh over top of it. If they're wax treated. You just heat the whole thing up. So the wax sticks to mm. the, the, about to the mesh above mm-hmm. nifty. Um, and then you'd be able to basically like set it down, lay everything out on a piece on a, on a platform, put the mesh down on top of it and then heat it up and it should adhere to the mesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. I still like the idea if we could figure out a way to do it of giving a scribe the ability to just write on a surface and then have that as the what you use to replicate like basically like ideally the scribes is down in front of a piece of marble uh-huh. has a special kind of pen and just writes and then whenever whatever material he's using dries you just start late like basically you just do ink paper ink paper and mm. whatever he used to write on the stone is either attracts ink or doesn't attract ink. Well, I think you're you're totally describing the lithograph process. We just need to understand lithography better. But I don't like the, but I like the idea of it being like a guy sitting who just writes. Yeah, but he, he does. He he, oh, okay. he writes in in like oil. Okay. And then you and oh, then I see. And once he's done, you put acid on it that's respect that is pushed away by the oil that right. eats away the stone and then you put on water and then you put on ink okay so, yeah the okay, problem so. with that though is that you need skilled laborers to do that where you don't need skilled laborers to lay to do typesetting yeah yeah okay that's fair well you need 
you need, they liter- need to be able literate to, people. Literate, but they yeah. don't have to be able to write and carve into marble or something. You okay, know? fair enough. So we'll, if we go with typesetting, then yeah, you just basically need you need to figure out the lower limit on your text size, and then you can just go from there. Yeah, and and yeah, I think you could get small enough where you're like, it's like headline news kind of thing. You're not gonna be able to write like crazy. You're not gonna be able to write essays, but you'd be able to write enough to be like little little bits of uh, insight. I don't know. Could These. you make uh could you make little molds that are like in the shape of a character that ha that but okay, this is really hard. So three to think about a cookie a cookie cutter. Uh-huh. But it's a cookie cutter that has like a covered top with a little like like nozzle. And so you attach an ink hose to the top of the cookie cutter and you put it on a sheet, then you go and it like puts ink into the cookie cutter shape uh-huh. and then you kind of vibrate the paper around so the ink spreads inside the cookie cutter shape then you lift it up again so you have a whole bunch of these cookie cutters you lay them out you attach the hoses and you go and then you shake it around and you take them off your injection molding printing mm-hmm. yeah could uh, we just use stamps then is something less complicated well, it, we could use so we're, we're dancing we could or, use we're, we're dancing around just making a printing types. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, I think the limitation on movable movable type at this point is that we don't have steel. And I think you really need in order for the fidelity to stay doing it out of iron, it just it starts to rot. You're applying water-based inks, it's going to rust. Mm. So What like, about cedar? Well, I mean, you could do you can do wood cuttings. If, if we're willing to pay a guy to just like carve everything into wood, you can do a well, wood every cutting. letter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- then that's again, you then you're just, yeah, then you're just being because cedar won't rot, won't rot. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, I like that idea. So you're, you're just, so we're back to just doing movable type, but with wood. Yeah. I mean, it's sure. Okay. So then we need to, okay. So we're going to build the other option is we're building an actual printing press. Yeah, I, I've exactly. Seen, I've that's, seen, that's, my, that's my point. I've seen printing printing. presses, but I don't actually know. Well, I'm assuming that you have you have rows, and you set the type by putting the letters into the rows that right. you want. Yeah. So we need to get this guy to make like dozens of each letter. Yeah. And then, so fun fact: this is just because I have an opportunity. The reason why uh, when you have letters, they're uppercase and lowercase, it's because you would have your typesetting uh, desk would be set up with a case of letters like a box in which letters were and the lowercase, the one closer oh, to the desk the lower case. was the lowercase. Ah. And above that was the uppercase. That's ah, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Fun fact. Anyway. So you, um, you set your type. Yep. And I believe you probably would do some kind of like dip and then probably you would do a first press that just gets all the shit, like all of the extra ink off. And then you do a second press, which is your actual type. Well, or I mean, you, just you can do it manually with the like handles, or we can attach it to our awesome steam powered systems. But. Yeah, I was just say, could you automate like a squeegee or like a roller that like do like um, uh, could we do like how a typewriter works, where you have essentially a ribbon hmm. that has ink on one side, and then you you punch it through? Could we do like carbon paper? Carbon paper might work. Mm. Can we make carbon paper in the year zero? I don't actually know what carbon paper is. I know it's a thing that transfers stuff to other stuff. I mean, you can make an analogy of carbon paper just by putting a shit ton of pencil on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, we need to be able, we need to make it like uh, a mass. Yeah. So you run paper through our giant underground oven <laughs> and hope it doesn't catch fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know how to make carbon paper, but I'm like, I'm wondering if you could, or even just like um, if you had a rigid like I think the way it was done. 
with the metal with like a metal printing press is just like a, a roller and it's a fairly yeah. rigid roller so when you roll it over your whole type you don't get too much you get it yeah. just on the tops of everything so if we could do we could automate that like it's just a thing you go shrunk you like slide it over the yeah. whole size of it and just rolls and then dips into a, yeah. a well at one end and the other end yeah i mean yeah if you think mm. about how a, a paint roller works your your enemy typically is too much paint right so you would you get rid of that by kind of rubbing it on the non-paint well part yeah so yeah if you do like a, a dip and then like a roll 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 and then you apply it yeah i mean we, we we're, we're not at the point where we need to be doing like 100 units per minute it's just no. like a guy can go like the the traditional print press you see has like a big like crank at the top so you crank it back all the way open like you you put on your ink yeah. lay down your sheet of paper and then like crank the thing down to like really press it into the letters mm-hmm. so i think that would work yeah. And we could do that with wood. The problem we'd have to you'd have to have is that like yeah, the wood would have to be very very dense hardwood. Um, which Here's I, a question: which Cedar doesn't meet those requirements. So that's a softwood. Can you? That might be too complicated. I'm wondering if there's a way for you to ink both sides of the letters and hold them by the center so that you can do two sheets at once from the top and the bottom. Huh? Like you sandwich, like you sandwich yeah. in between. You sandwich. You sandwich. Then we, could, then we, the, could do, we could do double. Exactly. <laughs> well, we better. We, yeah, you do double sided. I, I think we're overcomplicating the process. You mm-hmm. can just do it in two steps. Yeah. Like you know, how you step efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Let's 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 go over the top and be like, we want to be able to do double. We're gonna mirror printing. the process vertically. Uh, yeah. The other thing you got to be able to do with with movable type like that is be very good at reading backwards. The mm-hmm. guy who typesets it has to be able yeah. to do it all backwards and be able to like be able to proofread backwards. But I'm sure people can like they learned to do that when when that was the norm. So I don't yeah. think that's a problem. Actually, that won't work at all because the under the underside sheet will be backwards. I was thinking that it would it would. Oh, you're you're, you're thinking able, about like, yeah. like you punch the like, it's an A that like this thing is shaped A all the way through, but then yeah, you'd have you did it with a mirror mirror yeah. Yeah. Dex yeah. production on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> the special edition of the zine. Yeah. Although actually, that would be kind of cool if your if your your dies like your letters were you could see yeah. on the back you could set it typeset it upside down so you could read it like the right way around and then just basically like flip the whole thing yeah. over to print it i wonder if that that seems like a logical enough idea that it was probably something people actually did yeah um that's cool okay uh is that a solution we've we've, sure. we've ma- mass produced flyers we can send out our propaganda uh <laughs> uh yeah why are you saying that's so weird <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how you say it now. We've decided. I, I don't worry. I'm going to put out a flyer about how this is how you pronounce propaganda. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'm happy with calling it there. Okay. Um. So we had uh, I had a comment from a listener. What? Yeah. Whoa, really? Yeah. Apparently, apparently. Is it staff one? <laughs> no, it, it was it was my wife. Oh, she's, uh, she's, she's been listening, but she also apparently like posted it to our Twitter. Or something, and then we ignored her. So I don't oh, check Twitter like anymore. I know. How, how do you engineers no longer on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> We're the worst. Well, no, because I I started to really dislike Twitter, okay. and so I did, well, I'm not going to be successful as a podcast. I uninstalled it from my phone, and because I uninstalled it from my phone, I don't actually ever check it. All right. So apparently, the I, I I'm it, looking at our Twitter, and there's nothing. There's no. There are no notifications on our Twitter. Oh no, there are twenty. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Are, are lots of people tweeting at us and we're just ignoring hey, them? Hey, look, we're it's people. Simon's wife. All right, so what'd she say? Uh, please make merch. 
Oh, that wasn't what I thought she said. Okay, we 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 discussed this. People need to like sell. A, oh wait, actually, we we if we made we we could make T-shirts or hats. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, please make merch and then a crap ton of Geek Life Radio. Uh, That's what we missed. Yeah. Anyway, so the, <laughs> the comment that I thought that was on Twitter that was the one I liked is that uh, she misses the uh, this episode brought to you by like noodles. Oh, okay. That that I she, forgot she, we did she that. Found, she found that endearing. I that, miss actually. I, was gonna I miss us drinking beer. Okay. Well, we also record. We at keep noon recording now. at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> if we were gonna record in the evenings, well, that'd we, be we could drink like other beverages, like like artisan juices or like artisanal juices artisanal beverages we should make our own cucumber water and be very haughty about it Ugh. um anyway yeah, yeah. so okay what what they, so i think that i, think, I, I like that because i think part of the reason we're having trouble with our outro is we're trying too damn hard yeah so i think we just need to pick something we're trying as, yeah oh yeah no we're, we, we, we the there's, problem there's is anything we, we can be much. accused of is trying too damn hard <laughs> No, I I, 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 like all the podcasts I listen to that I really like the outro on. They just got like it's a very formulaic. It's just like, um, like I've been listening to a new one called uh, Lexicon Valley, and their they their ending is just like once they're done talking, the one guy's like, "So are we done here?" And the other guy's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "All right, see you later, alligator," and they're done. That's the mm-hmm. end of their podcast. Okay, and it's the same every time. So I think we just need to pick something like nobody listening cares about our socials. If, they, if, they, if they're listening, they know about it already. They Obviously no one cares about Twitter except your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is we don't need to, we don't need to like revamp all that stuff. They can just okay. like, so we just need to be like, well, I mean, I mean things like it'd be cool if you guys were to comment on our episodes on our website, that'd be kind of, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good content right there. Okay. But mm-hmm. not every, not every time. But I'm saying, yeah, we can work that into like that. That's all it needs to be like, like we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Give us a shout. And this episode was brought to you by that wrap you ate before we started recording. Chicken salad wraps. Bam. Done. <laughs> <Didn't> stop. <laughs> <laughs>